thank you so much for joining me on this episode of That's My Opinion. I just want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you so much to everybody that has been listening to me and continuously showing me their support. I'm extremely grateful for each and every one of you guys. And I hope that you guys are having a great day time, that your energy is good, that your chakras are in place and still celebrating that we're officially out of retrograde. And although it doesn't feel like that, you know, with all the stuff that has been happening lately all over, you know, the country, I just pray that all of you guys are in the right place in your hearts and minds. And this weekend, guys, I went to go watch Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It was a really cute movie. You know, it was just like Goosebumps meets uh, Stephen King meets Guillermo el Toro. And I highly recommend it. It is very, very, you know, well done. I feel like, of course, I've always said this and I've said this in, other ep in another episode of this podcast. Guillermo el Toro is iconic. His work is an art. And we are very lucky to to be able to say, you know, that he's a Mexican, you know, to be able to to do something um, and to create something so well done is, is just amazing. And I definitely recommend the movie. Like I said, there's there's a story, there's drama, there's there's a little bit of horror, there's <laughs> I mean, you know, it's 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 targeted towards um teenage audience, so obviously there's not much I don't go in there expecting to see uh hereditary or, you know, nightmare on Elm Street. But definitely go in there and know that you'll come out feeling very very satisfied with what you have seen and how much you have paid um so i just wanted to say that and um i had brunch and i had the caramel french toast now i went to the alamo draft house yes i did you know i just want to go ahead and give a rating on that a little too much caramel but the french toast itself was really well done the bananas the strawberries everything was you know complemented itself so perfectly if we could just you know take a little off on the caramel or give that as a side option or, or you know give syrup and i know what you guys are thinking like girl the title of the breakfast is caramelized french toast of course it's gonna have caramel well i know that but they didn't have anything else for us people that don't like breakfast sandwiches like where are the pancakes where are the normal breakfast options no i don't want to have chilaquiles or whatever it is because they're not i know they're not i am no longer believing anybody in this city that says that they're offering chilaquiles because I know that that is a damn lie. Just like the time that I ordered a taco de pastor and they brought me back a taco de cebrada. It's not gonna happen. Anyways, on this podcast, guys, I wanted to go ahead and talk about something not specifically connected to anything with everything that has been going on. I feel like it's something that I would I want to talk about and that is about my struggle and my recent uh, experience with uh, medication to treat my generalized anxiety disorders and that's again generalized anxiety disorder that's GED so 
just go ahead and and, and and talk about this. You know, like I said, hopefully my experience, the way that it's I've been handling and, and everything, maybe my story will resonate with someone else. Maybe it will help someone else. I just wanted to go ahead and, and do that because I feel like it's so important uh, for us to continue pushing forward conversations about mental health, about mental disorders, about medication, about therapy, and all that good stuff. So first and foremost, I want to start off by saying a little bit of my experience and then I'll go ahead and go a little deeper and kind of, you know, use a little more educated terms and kind of explain it uh, from a science, actually psychological way. So I know that um, the first thing that people are going to want to try and do is Google generalized anxiety disorder. And I commend you for that. Uh, so let you go ahead and do that and come back and listen to me. Okay. So generalized anxiety disorder is um, basically an anxiety disorder characterized by excessive, uncontrollable, and often irrational worry about events or activities. My experience with this is basically, you know, it may come off as a surprise to many people when they're seeing this. Um, not only am I, you know, going through that, I also have, you know, the social anxiety that I'm struggling. So I know that this may come as a surprise to many people uh, because I, I know that many of my listeners are people that know me from years and years back and they might have a different image of me so I completely understand that basically you know although I have banned um you know I've been very open about my journey with therapy with meditation with prayer with journaling I've been extremely open and my openness is not to degrade anyone else's journey to make someone else feel like they're not spiritually moving forward. Uh, my journey and the way and how open I am about it is in hopes that maybe someone somewhere, whenever they decide to deal with whatever they're trying to deal with, is, uh, you know, give them hope and give them options and let them know, hey, you know, I've gone through it and I can go ahead and tag me, I'm in, you know, I'll help you out. Uh, and all that good stuff. So I've been extremely open with all of this. And I know many people must be wondering how can, well, many people must be wondering two things. First of all is how can someone that used to be extremely outgoing, used to go out, drink, be social, be the life of the party, funny, all this stuff, uh, now be suffering from social anxiety and generalized anxiety disorder. I'm sure that that's the first question. The second question I'm sure would be, how does someone that is doing all this stuff, which is therapy, journaling, meditating, prayer, be suffering from ge uh, generalized anxiety disorder and now be on medication, which gives us no hope, essentially. And I want to go ahead and say, I, <laughs> I get it. I would probably have the same questions myself. And to answer the first question, these are stuff that is bigger than us. I am going to go ahead and go deep and kind of explain the reason why this type of stuff happens. And hopefully that will answer question number one. Now, question number two, you know, something that we have to keep in mind and something that I have 
discussed with my therapist before is how I see therapy, I see journaling, I see prayer. You and when people think of those stuff, they automatically think, you know, oh yes, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna be a new person. Well, I've discussed this with my therapist and she has agreed, you know, do all of this and people that do all of this stuff that you know are trying to do self-help stuff they do them and they do them knowing that it won't it won't be better the next day but it'll be good enough to keep you afloat it'll be good enough to keep you moving forward and to keep your feet ground unable to elevate yourself and, and get lost a little too too deep into your own thoughts into your own you know way of thinking i just wanted to go ahead and say that so just because you do all of that doesn't mean that you will become completely a new person and you will be fixed quote unquote because we love to use that word right fix it's healthy coping mechanism you're substituting whether it be drinking whether it be going out whether it be you know sleeping around whatever it is you're substituting it now with healthy coping mechanisms what you're doing is you're now dealing with stuff in actual healthy ways but actually real life real time on like when you were doing all those unhealthy coping mechanisms so it's very important to remember that also everybody else mental health journey is different everybody else has gone through different stuff so number two question is keep going keep doing what you're doing if your story resonates with mine maybe it's time to speak to a doctor and if it doesn't then you're doing great congrats i just wanted to go ahead and start up by saying that now i'm gonna go ahead and jump in and kind of let you guys know why i'm now on medication like i've mentioned many times before <laughs> you guys are probably tired, like okay bitch we get it you go to therapy shut fuck up i know right let's we need to establish that first okay in order there, for there to be like a thesis in order for this to go somewhere and for it to look like so yes i have been doing all this stuff and it's been helping out a lot you guys it's been helping me so much there's a lot of stuff that i've been able to resolve i've got i've been able to get it and i've just been able to just super like on top of this me and my friend i remember and he'll know who he is we were joking one time and he said you know i'm glad that we both started well we're in our 20s you know pushing like forward with our with our mental health journey because by the time that we're 30 some we'll have our shit together you know mentally and all that stuff and i love that i love so yes i've been pushing forward i've been doing all of this stuff and all this great stuff and it's been helping you know the thing about therapy therapy you talk you don't sit there and they give you the answer to life that's not the way it works all you do is some talk get out of there once you've talked you connect the dots you connect the dots to whatever is happening to whatever has happened in the past or whatever it is that you're trying to understand but that is causing you to show up in certain ways in your life so that is what therapy is journaling the same thing you're now seeing it on paper so you're now able to kind of do some audit and connect the dots meditation you take a step back and you go ahead and say hey you know let me go ahead and align my energy that's it and then i show up to the world you know in a better place and prayer of course that is you know everybody's choice prayer means a completely different thing to everybody so i had been engaging in all these healthy coping mechanisms it was recent my anxiety was getting much more 
worst. And in my much more worst, I mean, I was waking up pretty much. And as soon as I woke up, I was anxious. I was afraid. I was nervous. My heart was beating extremely fast. I was paranoid. I was suffering, you know, and this was on a daily basis. And pretty much I would only feel safe in my own home. with my own close family or simply alone and so this was happening a lot so that was one and I noticed that but I didn't really pay much attention to it I thought you know what it must you know just that I'm not going to therapy enough it must that I'm not working enough in in this you know process of healing whatever it is you know that I was healing whatever it is that I was working on you know it must be kind of you know just trying to pinpoint where the issue was i decided to get off uh, caffeine decided to stop drinking coffee uh, because i was told you know by my therapist that that'd be a factor because the anxiety was happening uh, kind of from the morning to a certain period so you know we decided okay off ca- off coffee so i did that it helped for a little bit the anxiety was still there so that's you know one thing and not only that that was happening you know a couple of months you know last year and now i wasn't able to pretty much do anything. I suffered from social anxiety. I wasn't able to be anywhere for too much time. Uh, If I would go anywhere, it would have to be for three hours was my limit. And it still continues to be my limit. Um, And, you know, just the thought of someone inviting me to go out somewhere, just going out somewhere, being anywhere, put me on edge. And my heart would just start beating extremely fast and I would start feeling afraid and I would say, you know what, I have to do this. I have to be brave and I have to show up to whatever place I'm going. So I will, you know, be brave enough to make, to make it to whatever place I was going to. And once I was there, I would be fine, you know, for one hour, two hours, and I would be drinking alcohol and all that stuff. And when I say drinking alcohol, I'm sure you guys are thinking, oh, she would drink so much. Well, no, because as as I've explained before, that was one of the things that me and my therapist agreed that we I should get off alcohol. And um, even before that, I completely stopped drinking. So drinking would help a little bit. And by drinking, I mean one or two. And then after those one or two would go down, my anxiety will come creeping in and it will let me know, okay, it's time to go. The fear will come. Paranoia will come. Fear, again, be feeling vulnerable, feeling afraid. It was just a horrible feeling. And anybody that suffers from social anxiety, anybody that has ever felt this can know and testify what I'm feeling. So now you're feeling that. Now picture that and you're in a group of friends or you're with your significant other other or you're with whoever it is now your your face clearly says i'm not having a good time your body language says i'm forcing myself to be here now on top of everything that you're feeling you're now struggling with feeling guilty because you're about to ruin everybody else's night because you cannot control your anxiety you're now feeling that so add that to the combination and you're looking like you're a controlling person you're looking like you're a bitch you're looking like you're 
you're stuck up, you're looking like you're better than everybody else because maybe you don't drink, because maybe you are not, you know, uh, having a hot girl summer or getting down and getting dirty and, you know, my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. So, so now you're feeling like you're out of place and everybody else can possibly feel like, oh, look at this girl, she probably thinks that she's better, all prune and stuff like that. But I can assure you that it's nothing like, okay, I'm still trying to have a hot girl summer, okay? But you're feeling that. And it's adding to everything else that you're already feeling. And it would just be, you know, constantly, you know, you're suffering. You're, you're feeling afraid. You're, you're wondering. You're in paranoia. What is going on? You know, you're questioning yourself. You're beating yourself up. It's like, what the hell is wrong with me? There has to be something wrong with me. Um, you know, I, I wasn't like this. I kept wondering and I kept asking that to myself. I was like, I'm 24 years old. What happened? Um, I used to be so different. I used to be, you know, completely different person. And now I'm like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm really too young to be feeling this old, you know, and, or to be acting this old. So you're having all those thoughts. I came to the conclusion that I had to finally, you know, go and, and get help from a doctor when I noticed that my anxiety, you know, constantly every day, um, social anxiety, every single time I would go out. It wasn't until I had several things, you know, had a panic attack at work. It was just completely a lot of work, you know, going on around that time during the ending of session had a panic attack it was the worst feeling ever and it felt like I was drowning it felt like I was choking it felt like I was alive but I couldn't breathe I couldn't I was gasping for air and I'm so grateful that I work in a place where my coworkers completely understood. We have a nurse station. I took myself to the nurse station where two very qualified physicians looked over me, did breathing exercises with me. I was able to get back from it. We did conclude that it was because of the work overload. So guys, make sure that if you are a job work alone, that you please keep in mind that your body can feel stuff that maybe you're not able to feel yet. The tired some, all that stuff. So make sure that you're doing that. Flash forward, like I said, I'm continuously still feeling all this stuff. Finally, have a conversation with a friend. He lets me know that he's, uh, you know, having panic, uh, you know, attacks, that he's now on medication. And I say, you know what, this is a sign. I've always been extremely scared of medication. I've always been extremely, you know, careful with that. I feel like it's a cultural thing. Definitely, it's a cultural thing. Because not even on top of you know, it being a cultural thing, mental health um, disorders, antidepressants, medication, therapy, meditating, all that woo-woo, you know, stuff that Oprah calls it, it continues to be kind of like a taboo. And you can notice this taboo very clearly, especially in the older generations. And because the older generations are still living, okay, they're still here, okay, and they're running the country. And, you know, there could be your aunts, could be your cousins, could be whoever it is. They're still not very, um, not that they're not educated or that they're ignorant, um, but they're definitely not aware 
and uh, choose to be more on the secrecy side or choose to be more on the low down side than rather to bring, you know, to go ahead and accept that this is actually something that we need to be talking a lot more about. So it is definitely a cultural thing and it's a taboo thing still. And, um, you know, I was very scared of medication, you know, as a Mexican, how could you not be, you know, we all make comments. We've all been in the position where you tell your parents, oh, you know, I'm feeling sad. What is the first thing that they tell you? Oh, go and clean your room. Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll feel a little better. Right. And, or, you know, I'm feeling depressed and it'll kind of be like uh, not taking it serious. But they're not doing it in a malicious way, but unfortunately their parents didn't know any better. If not, they would have done better and our parents would have been able to do better for us. So it is our job to recognize that if we are expecting some type of mental health advice from older generations, that's not going to happen. We are in charge of breaking those cultural stigmas, those taboos, those cycles that unfortunately have been going on through our lives. I've always been like, you know what, I don't medication, I'm going to get addicted. That's the first thing I thought, you know, that's the first thing that everybody thinks, you know, it's, it's very normal to think that, you know, you see all this stuff on the news and everything and, you know, therapy, I didn't had no, you know, you know, my mom took us to like counseling when we were in third grade, you know, but besides that, you know, I never knew anything about therapy. I didn't know anything about meditating. I didn't know anything about journaling. You know, it's not, you know, something that is being thrown out there, you know, and, um, I was feeling scared. I was afraid. I was like, no, I'm going to look like Brandy Glanville high on Xanax, um, you know, like in the real housewives of Orange County, give me the Xanax or, you know, all those stuff. And cause there's always, you know, been, you know, inside jokes about how the housewives are always on something cause they always look, you know, a little little off allegedly uh so definitely that of course played into my whole no i don't i medication no um my friend definitely came into a point where i kind of needed to feel more comfortable i needed to hear someone say hey i am you know on this and it definitely helped me be a more open about it and once I did, I went ahead and I went to my physician. Uh, she was lovely. She was great. We talked about it and we decided um, that it was the best move for me. And because, you know, I was obviously now experiencing generalized anxiety disorder, which is, you know, excessive, you know, anxiety. And um, we agreed that we were going to put me on some medication and I have now been on that medication officially for three weeks and, um, for yeah, three weeks and it's been better. Definitely. It's been better. I am grateful that I did not have any of the side effects that, uh, some of these medications have. And I've been feeling so much better, feeling lighter, I still get a bit of anxiety every once in a while, you know, in certain situations. Uh, but overall, I feel lighter. And I noticed it when we went uh, two weekends ago to Fredericksburg, Texas. And typically, 
the way that my anxiety would work is if someone again would invite me somewhere or if we were planning to go somewhere, my anxiety will kick in and I would kind of be feeling that until I got there. And once I got there, I'd be pretty much in paranoia until I had a drink or something to calm that down or felt safe, was able to get my body back on safe mode. And, um, you know, that was pretty much the way that the cookie crumbled for me. Well, in this case, I noticed coming back, driving back to Austin, uh, that I was like, oh my God, I just realized that I, <laughs> you know, I did not feel that, you know, and it was, it was great. It was honestly such um, an empowerment moment for myself. I felt so, I felt normal. And again, right now my journey is, I still have a lot of anxiety at times uh, but usually the medication is helping me to be able to regulate that. I definitely have noticed that maybe uh, when it used to be Monday to Friday, me feeling anxiety, definitely I noticed that now it might be Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe on a on a Friday or, you know, it, it'd be like uh, not so consistent and not so much of a pattern. Very grateful about that again. Um, so I just wanted to go ahead and say that that has been my journey. I am very content that I made the decision to get on medication. It was something that I needed to do uh, because, like I said, when you have this uh, thing that is um, officially uh, messing up your social life, messing up your, your personal life, messing up your work life, preventing you from going to work, preventing you from, you know, I go to school doing schoolwork, um, all this stuff. And it kind of puts you in a position where it's like, okay, it's time for me to seek help. And I know that what we're all thinking right now is, girl, you know, it's all in your head and go to the gym. <laughs> Honey, I go to the gym. I drink lots of water. I have a very healthy, um, don't get me wrong, I like my flingy hots, I like, I like my water burger, my number one, water size, but um, I do, I, and I do a lot, I'm a very healthy 24 year old, and my physician has established that, so obviously it was just the right step for me, I know um, the easiest way, especially because again, the cultural thing has allowed us to believe that it's all in your head and I get it. I used to go ahead and think that way before. Um, I had a cousin that suffered, you know, from panic attacks early, early on in his life. I remember thinking, why can he just go out? Like, it's just dumb, like just go out. And now I am feeling more compassionate and you definitely have to have someone or be, or live it yourself to be able to be compassionate towards it and to be able to understand. So my next um, segment is kind of going behind and explaining a more detailed way of how this can happen and um, be able to give it a backbone and maybe it would help anybody right there that you know, is thinking, oh, it's all in your head, or, 
you know, that maybe you feel that way or you're struggling with it or maybe someone that you, that, you know, you've told feels that way, I'm going to go ahead and break it down and hopefully it can help. All right, guys. So just real quick, um, everyone in this world has most likely experienced anxiety. Yes, at least a few times in their life and will continue to experience it in the future. Situations like watching the news, uh, politics, losing your job, pregnancy, having kids, finance, all that stressful stuff brings natural feelings of anxiety. And I mean, although some of us, you know, may be numb to certain situations like mass shootings, unfortunately, due to how often they happen, some of us will still suffer from anxiety. There was this video that I saw and it was online where literally there was no shooting going around, but the people were, people right now are suffering from so much post-traumatic stress disorder that they just started running everywhere. And that just should allow you to see the level of anxiety that as a country we are experiencing. You know, as I was discussing in my previous episode, this type of feelings are normal and necessary because it is your body's response to the unknown and can protect us at times. And my previous episode was, which is babies and intuition. Okay, so make sure you listen to that. All these are good responses because, you know, it, they can help us. You know, they protect us. The problem begins when you experience the feeling of fear, nervousness, and worry every day. That means that you are now struggling with generalized anxiety disorder. And that is not normal, especially when there is nothing presenting itself in the moment for you to worry about. Now, I'm going to go ahead and explain it to you guys a little more and give you just a picture in hopes that maybe you can imagine this and it'll be, make it easier. When I was talking to my physician, she explained that what was happening inside my brain or she tried to because the thing about the brain is we are very complicated humans and the brain is even more complicated and research is still being done to understand all this disorders all this alzheimer you know research is still being done today to be able to understand why based on research that i've done and again from the conversations that i've had with my doctor Unlike depression, anxiety is most likely to happen to people with an excessive activation. That is the fight or flight response. The way I was told to picture it is picture a normal working sink. Now, a normal working sink lets out a decent amount of water. Some people's sinks are broken though, and the water is just coming out everywhere. You know, you've seen those movies where the water just starts exploding everywhere, and by the time you know it, all the water is gone, and now you have a 500 uh, water bill on your hands. Well, that way. So, there's two brain circuits to help us when we face things. Remember what we discussed in the last episode? Well, one of those circuits is called the amygdala and it is related to the emotional processing let's say for example you are at a family wedding well the amygdala determines the significance of that event and arranges for the right responses the amygdala is responsible to communicate effectively with the brain to release hormones that create this feeling. these feelings are related to the fight or flight response now, this is so important because this is our survival instinct. Remember the story of, for example, you're about to cross the street and 
you maybe haven't noticed the car is coming your way, but your body has, and the amygdala has. You unconsciously put yourself back, and you're like, oh, whoa, I was about to get run over by that car. Well, that is one of the amygdala's jobs. Now, this is why the brain is so complicated. It's like you're in between a rock and a hard place, because not only does the amygdala do that, but it also helps the brain store emotional memory. Well, it also stores memories of tragic events. Remember that car accident? It's been stored. That toxic relationship? Stored. That robbery? Stored. The time that someone hit you? Stored. So the problem is that people with any sort of anxiety disorder, the amygdala is at this point so sensitive because of all the stuff that a person has gone through, whatever it is, especially, you know, right now that we're seeing all this mass shooting, those people are people that probably their amygdala has been already at the point of just sensitive. You are now experiencing anxiety for no reason, creating all these flight or fight responses for literally no reason at all. This happens to victims of domestic violence, children that grew up in violent homes or homes that were neglectful or or sometimes even foster homes. Over the time, anxiety becomes attached to the memories unrelated to what is actually currently happening. So you can be in the car and because your amygdala is so sensitive, you're just minding your own business and all of a sudden you remember something that might trigger, you know, the anxiety because it might trigger that event or a memory. And now you're experiencing anxiety out of nowhere in the middle of the day you want, while you're driving. The brain has power to create its own fears and that is the scariest thing. And there's multiple ways to deal with this, guys. There's therapy, there's meditation, there's oils. But like I said, if it's preventing you from living a normal life, it's time to seek help. The medications are antidepressants, and if you want more information, I encourage you to find a doctor and to look for the right fit. Currently, my medication helps me fix my sink. You know, the sink, um, you know, picture I was giving you guys? Well, what was happening is that, you know, people that have anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, is that they're unable to keep a normal serotonin amount of levels because they release them in, in like batches and batches. You know, my mind is so hyperactive that I'm unable to keep them in normal levels. So I'm just releasing everything. So what my medication does is just fix my sink to the point where I have my normal levels of serotonin. No one else, no, my medication is not, you know, producing anything for me all it's doing is putting a plug on the sink to avoid all of that from being let out and um i read this funny tweet and it said anxiety is literally just conspiracy theories about yourself is playing these images in your in your head and fooling you into thinking they're dangerous they're this is a cause for you to start reacting, okay, my fight or flight response. And you can just snap yourself out of these situations. Again, if it's something that you're now continuously dealing with, it's time to go ahead and talk to a therapist or talk to a doctor. It's time for you to actually get help. I know that our generation, we're doing a great job of actually speaking about this on like past generations, even if it's through memes. You know, I see all these memes like, you know, me minding my own business and anxiety be like, hello, or all those stuff. Even if it's that, 
if that is allowing you to see, hey, maybe there is something that's going on, just that in itself is great because that means that you're actually acknowledging it and you're talking about it. But I really do invite you guys that whatever it is that you're feeling, that you go ahead and get in touch with that. If you yourself have suffered any, in a frightening event, if you yourself have gone through something, you know, very traumatic and due to that, you're now experiencing anxiety, it is time to be able to help your brain out a little bit because the brain, all the brain is doing is trying to protect us. The brain doesn't know any better. And I just, you know, I want to send you guys so much love and so much positive energy. This podcast in no way am I condoning, you know, people are pushing people, go get medication or there's something wrong with you. No, you don't know. Um, like I said, everybody experiences anxiety. Uh, every day, you know, for normal reasons. But it is the difference between anxiety of, oh, I'm going to wake up next day. It's my new day at work. Or, oh, you know, tomorrow I'm getting married. Or, oh, it's my, my child's first day at school. There's a difference between that and actually, you know, what I said, where you cannot be in social events, where you cannot do a normal things day-to-day life. That is when there is the problem. And it is important to realize the difference between that. And I just want to say, guys, it is important, again, I cannot stress this enough, for us to break that cycle, for us to break that stigma, the taboo, the secrecy. I went to go pick up my medication. The the pharmacist was talking super loudly to everyone and everybody, to everyone. Oh, you're picking up this medication. You're picking up this medication. And when she came across me, she started whispering, started whispering my medication, the name of the medication. And she kind of put me to the side. And I found it very interesting. And it says a lot about us as a society um, where we kind of see someone that is taking medications. Um, They must be crazy. They must not be able to handle their life. Uh, They must, you know, obviously there has to be something wrong with them. And uh, they're emotionally unstable. You kind of create all this stuff in your mind. And... It is normal to do that when you're not, um, when you haven't been exposed to a lot of information, when this hasn't been a topic of discussion, like maybe diabetes or cholesterol or heart attacks, heart problems, all this stuff. So it's normal. But I found it very interesting because I'm not any of those stuff. All I'm doing is I'm trying to be able to continue growing and continue to make my brain and my body comfortable and being able to show up for the people that I love for myself and healthy and loving and positive ways. Everybody that knows me, everybody that meets me, I'm the most positive, the most funniest person though. You know, I'm all around, even when I am struggling with whatever it is that I'm dealing, you know, and it is important for us to remember how important we need to make this specific topic you know robin williams says you know i think the saddest people try their hardest to make people happy because they know what it's like to feel absolutely worthless and don't want them to feel like that and i love that quote uh because i do um if i'm an all-around person everybody can see me and they'll be like oh they they probably would not know you know that this is something that i've been struggling with and i don't need anybody this is the thing though the first thing when you tell someone oh you know this and oh i'm sorry to hear that you know it's kind of almost like that 
And no, <laughs> you know, no. Um, hey, great. If someone is telling you, hey, I'm going to therapy. Hey, great for you. I'm so happy for you. You know, it, I can see it. You know, you're doing things differently. If someone tells you I'm on medication. Oh, wow. Wow. How's that working out for you? Uh, you know, if I ever, I'm going to come back and, and ask you about it. I'm so proud of you. Th you're doing great. Keep, keep pushing forward, you know, not this. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, um, is there anything else? And not treat anybody that openly shares, you know, whatever they're going through with little gloves, you know, because we're just all normal and we're human beings. And I'm, you know, I'm, we're all just going through something, especially right now in this world. And everybody has their own battles. I just want to make sure, guys, that you know how important you are, how amazing you are. Keep your energy and protect your energy, protect your body, protect your soul, protect your brain, and just take care of yourselves, guys. Los quiero mucho y los quiero ver triunfar.